Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just finances. My name is officially now producer Daniel, and I'm here with Grant. Hey, yep. Grant. Welcome to the podcast today. Yeah. Yeah, and, and welcome listeners. Yeah. And both both you and I, it's going to sound like the, the mix of the, is that what it's called? Like mix when you do the sound quality of things? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Mix is like levels of volumes. Yes. It's going to sound like we have, the mix has lower tone oh, yeah. for our voices. But really, you said you're getting over a sickness. Yep. And I don't know if I'm getting over a sickness or something different. My wife believes that I had an allergic reaction to food. Oh. I ate too much blue cheese mm. because I'm allergic to penicillin. Oh, okay. And supposedly... There is something there, yeah. Yeah. And we made this very tasty like chicken, buffalo chicken meatloaf. Ooh. I know. It's so good. Is the chicken ground? Yeah. For, for loafing? Yeah, it was. And uh, we put a ton of blue cheese in and it tasted yeah. so great. But basically, as soon as I got done eating it, I'm like, I don't feel good. Uh-oh. So that's kind of... <laughs> Listeners, you guys didn't know you're you're coming in for that information. Maybe a little too much information. But now you know that blue cheese has penicillin in it. Yeah, and that's why we sound different. That's, that's why you right. sound different. That's right. Yep. I sound different because I went to Disneyland and, and got all the germs. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, definitely didn't know you were getting that when, when you read the title of this episode. No. <laughs> where we're talking about stewarding... Our kids' extracurricular activities. Yeah, and this is an important topic because, you know, Jody and I, when when we kind of vision casted the type of relationship we wanted to have with our kids, the type of parents we wanted to be, the type of household we wanted to have, we were very adamant about never being that family that is like overwhelmed and um, having extracurricular activities. Run the house. Right. The full calendar, color-coded because you can't keep it straight. Yes. You're literally running from one sport to the next to the next. Right. We're like, we're never doing that, right? Yeah. And now we're doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, okay, how did that happen? And why did it happen? Like those expectations versus reality memes. Right. Yep. 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 But then a lot of us are like, hey, I want my kid to be in extracurricular activities, whether it be sports or drama or choir or whatever, because I want them to to get a Division One scholarship, you know, because that's... College is expensive, and y- yeah. getting a scholarship would yeah. be great. And there's also pride associated with that. Totally. You know, oh, my, my kid has a D1 scholarship to so-and-so for A, B, and C. Um, and, and that's great, because you should be proud of your children that's and their accomplishments. That's a spelling B scholarship, right? <laughs> yeah, so A, B, and C is the spelling B scholarship. But, like... That's not the goal of extracurricular activities, or at least it shouldn't be. Right. Uh, because the goal of parenting isn't for when they leave the house, they should have a Division One scholarship. They did that. Great. We won as parents. No. <laughs> I uh, had a friend years ago whose plan, his his retirement plan was to have a kid who was famous. Yep. So, I mean, it is a plan. Yep. Not a good plan. You know, I joke about that, and it has to be a joke, because if my kids have my DNA, they're probably not going to be super famous, because <laughs> I'm not exceptionally skilled at lots of things. And, you know, like, that's just a reality. Fame and ability to be, like, awesome at a particular sport requires some natural abilities that not everybody has. And, um, again, that, the goal of, of, of extracurricular activities is not to get them a Division One scholarship. Because that's not the goal of parenting. When when 
our children leave our house, we want to make sure that they are leaving our house prepared for the world, prepared to, to, to love God, to prepared, prepared to love his people, prepared to have an amazing relationship with God and relationship with other people. Like those are the things that we want yeah. that we would consider a win. So why the extracurricular activities and how can we be a good steward of those extracurricular activities, not only in our household to make sure it doesn't overcome our house, but also so that we have the right mindset and that we're walking them through the extracurricular activities well so that when they leave our house, they, they actually leave our house with the things that we want them to leave with because of the extracurricular activities. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Totally. So, yeah. And, and we when, before we, we hit record on this, we talked about a couple of different things about like the, the, the purpose for extracurricular activities. So like mm-hmm. why the extracurricular activities. And it kind of comes down to this reality that a lot of us need to, I guess, just say out loud and admit to ourselves. You love your daughter, right? I do. Yes. You so love much. all of like crazy. And you and Heather work hard to make sure that Olive has the most amazing life possible. That's that's one of my goals. Yep. And you probably make sacrifices day in and day out to make her life better. Yeah. So what you are doing, you and Heather are doing, is you're making her life as easy as humanly possible for the most part. Yeah. And all of us as parents do that. Trying to reduce conflict. Yes, exactly. Um, Problem, the adversity that you have faced in your life, the adversity that I have faced in my life, has helped shape us to be the people we are. Yeah. We all need adversity. Yeah. We have a previous podcast where we talk about how conflict can actually expand our capacity as humans yes. for love and compassion. Yes. If we don't have any conflict in our lives, we we can't love. <laughs> right. Right. So how how are they supposed to, our children, have that adversity if all we're doing is trying to make it so they have no adversity because we want right. their life to be as easy and as awesome as possible? Um, well, m- my wife and I have found that extracurricular activities – for us specifically at sports creates for them a safe place for them to experience some adversity so Mm. that when adversity comes when they're an adult, they'll be better equipped to handle it. Yeah. And it's not like a, a direct translation, right? It's not like, well, when I was a kid, I, I faced this problem on my soccer team where I never played soccer. I can't think of any conflicts. (laughs) I couldn't kick the ball in yeah, the goal. Yeah. And then I learned this way to do it. And now at my job as a lawyer, I can kick the ball into the goal this way. Like it's not a direct translation, but right. it's a matter of learning how to overcome obstacles at a young age. Yes. Is a, is a skill that we develop over time. Yep. And if we never face adversity, we never learn that skill. Yep. And it goes beyond just facing adversity, but there's there's three things that I believe we need to focus on as parents if we want to be a good steward of our children's extracurricular activities. One, we want them to face adversity. So let's put them in places where they can face adversity safely so we can walk them through that. Right. Two, we want them to build character. Um, Extracurricular activities are a great way for you to build character because you're going to be stretched. You will face adversity. You're going to have to work through some things with other people. You will have to perform on some level in some way, shape, or form. And all of those things do a great job at building character. And then lastly, we want them to have Mm self-discipline. And 
when you are in extracurricular activities, you you will have to have some sort of self-discipline if you want to master a craft and get good at a thing or even just like stick to the commitments of, right. hey, I, I, I committed to the season. I got to show up for practice. Shoot, my friends are out playing in the street and now I got to go to practice. Dang it. I got to say no to the fun thing over here that's right in front of my face and go to practice, which might not be as fun, right? Yeah. That's another portion of the, of the self-discipline. So if we understand the why behind our sports and our choir and our drama and our extracurricular activities that we have kids in, it helps us be a better steward. And I think three things to consider uh, that could be the why that you have kids in those activities is you want them to face adversity, you want to help them build character, and you want to give them self-discipline. Yeah. And on top of that, there's the bonus that if they get really good, they might get a scholarship. Yeah. Or in in like in my case, I participated in running tech and creating content for my youth group. Yes. So I learned skills around audio recording and yep. video recording and yep. video editing. Yep. Now I use those in my job every day. So there are also actual skills that can be learned 100%. within these extracurricular curricular activities. We got to come up with an easier way to say that phrase. Um, that can really add to the lives of your kids. Yes. I, I would not be the business owner I am, the friend I am, the husband I am, the father I am without sports. I, I can't hmm. say it any simpler than that. I mean, uh, me playing sports as a kid and, and through high school and in college has helped shape a lot of, of who I am. Um, and it did develop those three things in me. I, I did face adversity. I've been able to build character and, and have self-discipline. And all three of those things have paid huge dividends and things that are very important in my life now as an adult. Yeah. So not only do we want to help you steward your kids' activities well so that your family is managed well, but also to help our kids grow in these ways. But we also here at Stewardship do uh, real estate, home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. We are a finance company and we want to help you uh, in that journey in your life with our one minute money tip. So we all know that stocks move up over time, but why do they move up? So the first thing to remember is that when you own stocks, you are an owner of those companies that you're investing in. So over the short term, stocks move up and down for a number of reasons. It could be as simple as a rumor or a news headline. So over the short term, it's it's fickle. It's all over the place. But why do stocks trend upwards over the long term? Remember, you're an owner of the companies that you're invested in, and what do these companies do? They sell products, they sell services, they're generating revenue and earnings, and that's the key. Stock prices follow earnings, and these companies are able to grow their earnings year by year over the long term. So again, over the short term, they move up and down for a number of reasons. Disregard that because when you're investing in stocks, they are following the earnings and those trend upwards. All right, Grant. So we've talked about the three things we want, the three kinds of areas we want to help our kids to develop. It's, it's facing and overcoming adversity. It's building good character traits within them. And it's developing self-discipline. Yeah, this is why we want our kids in... Exactly. In, in these extracurricular activities, in yeah. sports, in drama. Mm -hmm. We want to help them learn these things, develop these skills. Yeah. But how? Mm -hmm. How do we do that as parents? How do we make sure that they're facing the right kinds of adversity? Mm -hmm. 
how do we make sure that they are building character and they're not just learning bad words? Yeah. <laughs> and how do we help them to develop that self-discipline in healthy ways? Because it, you know, to a degree, some of it is up to us as parents to help them learn that stuff. Yeah, as far as facing adversity is concerned, it's easy for us as parents that when our kids are faced with the adversity they will experience in an extracurricular activity, it's easy for us to want to helicopter and step in and fix it. Yeah. An example would be um, my child is on a sports team and they are more talented than maybe the other kids, but they're not getting the playing time they, they you feel like they deserve. Hmm. Or they feel like they deserve maybe. Yeah, or they feel like they deserve. Or the relationship that they have with the coach isn't as good as they maybe would want it. Or the relationship they have with, with some of the team members aren't as good as, as it could be. To me, I'm putting my kids in sports, like hoping they experience one or all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's very important for them to walk through that on their own, specifically in an extracurricular activity, because it's super safe. Right. Like, what's the worst that can happen? The season ends and they're disappointed and they didn't get maybe the experience you wanted or you paid for for them to get that. But if they got an amazing life lesson through that, if they had to experience some adversity and for things not to go their way and they learned themselves not to have a victim mentality, whoa, like I would trade that in two seconds, you know? Yeah, yeah. What if they did learn to have a victim mentality? Yeah, like maybe it's... Or maybe they they learned that, oh, it doesn't matter if something bad happens, somebody in my life is going to step in and help me anyways, right? Right. Because you as a parent stepped in and helped them. Um, They've got to kind of pull themselves up by the bootstrap sometimes or do things that they don't want to do or get their feathers ruffled a little bit. Yeah. So how does that conversation go with you uh, at home? When, When your kid comes back from practice and they're like, man, dad, my coach... He's, he said he's not going to even play me in the mm-hmm. next game. He mm-hmm. told me that. Yeah. What do I do? What, yep. do? what do you do with your kid in that situation? So I'll give you an example. My daughter, Cambria, played volleyball this past season, and she's very tall. Uh, she was new-ish to volleyball, mm-hmm. um, and it was on the junior high team because she's an eighth grader, even though we homeschool. And because she's tall uh, and, and she put in the work on her own at home, um, she developed well over the season and got to be one of the best, if not the best player on the team. However, the way that the coach was subbing in and out, uh, every side out, she would sub in a new, new person, which meant every person got to get on the the court, Mm. which that's just a different style. It's like, what, what do you want? Do you want to be a part of a team where everybody gets playing time? Or do you want to be a part of a team that's extremely competitive and only plays its best players? Right. Right. And this was a team that was, we're going to put everybody in, which I'm not saying one's good or bad, Mm -hmm. but it was different than what my daughter was hoping for. Right. She was putting in a ton of work and she wanted to to play more and she loves to compete Mm -hmm. and she was getting really good at volleyball and she wanted to, to take those skills that she was, was learning and and put them into practice in a game. Right. But my guess is a team that's Letting everyone play regardless of skill level. Yes. It's probably not winning every time. Correct. So not only was it not showing up in their record, but it was showing up in her own experience where she would come to me after the game and she's fighting back tears like, Daddy, I barely got to play. Mm. Because in volleyball, when you sub in somebody who is not as skilled as the other person, it takes longer to side out. 
meaning those substitutions happen less often when the players who aren't as good are on the court. So what that does is the people who aren't as good get rewarded with more playing time if they're not as good. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a weird dichotomy. Yeah. And if you don't play volleyball or never watch volleyball, you're not going to get it. But the bottom line is my daughter was working hard. Mm-hmm. She was good. And she was getting less playing time than, than others because of the, the, the way that the team had this kind of fairness subbing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not here to say one is, is good or bad. Uh, and I could have easily stepped in and had a conversation with the coach. I'm like, hey, listen, you know the way that you're subbing, I understand you want it to be fair, um, but it's actually com- really, really unfair because you're rewarding kids <laughs> who aren't as good. So mm-hmm. the, what if my daughter wanted to play more, all she would have to do is not return the ball or not do very good and get a side out. And then she'd get to stay out there more. Is that what you want? You know, like I could have an easy conversation right. like that. I could use logic and step in as a dad and say, hey, you should change the way that you're subbing. Um, but I didn't. I I stepped in with my daughter and said, hey, you know what? I think you're right. Cam, I, I believe that you probably deserve more playing time. And I believe that the amount of playing time, the way that the coach is subbing isn't great. Um, and she was a team captain. Mm-hmm. So I said, as a team captain... Well, your relationship is that you have the ability to communicate with the coach on a different level than maybe some of the other players. So mm. if you believe this is something that that you want to talk to her about, the way that she does her subbing, then you should talk to her about it. And I want to encourage you to do that. Oh, I don't know, Dad. You know that. You know, she, and she's now having to d- determine if she wants to have an uncomfortable conversation with an adult or somebody in authority over her life, right? Yeah. And... Throughout the season, it wasn't just her that was thinking these things. Some of the other good players also started feeling the same thing and talking to Cambria. Mm. And now Cambria is coming and talking to me. And it's easy for me as a parent to step in and say, hey, look, not only does my daughter think this, but some of the other girls think this, and you need to change the way you're coaching. Right. No. I said, okay, Cambria, you're the captain. And as the captain, it's on you to create a culture with all the other players. And you guys can either complain or you can compete. Do you want to have a culture of complaining? Or, or do you want to, to compete? Yeah. And and you have to decide how you're going to respond when, when those other players complain to you, especially if they're complaining in, other, in front of the other, other players. And here's what this did, man. It allowed her and taught her that if the other players are saying these things, even if I agree, it taught her how to respond by saying, hey, I agree too, but we trust the coach, we love the coach, and here's some good things that the coach is doing about the team and in our life. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's what she was able to do. And what that did is it created these really cool relationships with those other teammates, but then also created a great relationship with, with the coach. She left that season a better woman, not necessarily mm-hmm. a better volleyball player or somebody who had played a lot more volleyball, but she was able to develop character because of that adversity that she faced. And I am so grateful for that. Yeah, I will never remember... You know, her playing a ton of volleyball and that being the most important thing right. that happened in her life in junior high. But I will always remember that she was a part of a team where there was some adversity there and she got challenged on how to be a leader and how to respond to people in authority. And she's going to remember that moving forward. She's going to use that moving forward. Yeah, that's a big deal. It makes me want to join a volleyball team. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking about that situation and I'm, I'm kind of projecting it onto my own family and, and like, man, if Olive came to me and, and told me about that situation, I would be really tempted to step in, especially if I have all the 
understanding of why that's the wrong way to do it in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I know exactly what to say to the coach. I, I should go say something. Yeah. Um, but you're saying if my desire is to jump in in helicopter to kind of hover and, and be at every game and tell the coach how to coach yeah, uh, to save my daughter from this hardship, uh-huh. you're saying in order to help our kids build character to face that adversity, in order to not waste the adversity they're facing. Right. Waste the adversity they're facing. That's so good. Say that again. In order to not waste the adversity that they're going to face yes. in these activities, we have to deny our temptation to, to helicopter parent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah, because the adversity that they're facing uh, is is good in these extracurricular activities, and it can be wasted if you do step in and helicopter parent. And if you do that, it does prevent them from the the being a good steward of, of their extracurricular activities, kind of step two, which is building character. Um, Cam had to t- build a lot of character through that, mm-hmm. which was great. And I'm so, so grateful that she was able to do that. Um, and if I'm honest, it was hard. You know, I did. I did talk to, to my close friends about it because I, as a dad, I want to – there's something about watching my kids play sports. Like I'm a huge Cubs fan. I'm a huge Bulls and Bears and Notre Dame. Like I would love – I love watching my teams play. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even come close to watching my kids play. Like the the Cubs World Series in 2016 was amazing. I'll never forget it. Uh, but I had way more fun yesterday watching my son play quarterback in his flag football game. That meant nothing when they played against some, you know, charter school in Maricopa. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's it was awesome, and I just find so much joy in that. And because I have so much joy and pride in it, I want to watch them play all the time, especially right. if they're good at it and and they deserve it. Um, so it was hard myself. You know, I faced adversity and I had to build a little character and exhibit some of the things uh, to my daughter that that I want her to learn through it as well. But I just yeah. love how you said. Um, don't squander, don't waste the adversity they're facing. Uh, let them kind of go through that adversity. Because the cool thing about an extracurricular activity, that, that adversity is not going to stay there the, their whole life. Right. It ends the when the season ends. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and you talked about a couple of things in that conversation where you, you validated what she was saying to you. You said, yeah, I, I think that's like I'm with you. You didn't, you, you didn't pile on you know, more challenge. Yeah. You supported her. Well, she was right. But then you said, now deal with it. Yeah. And because how are you going to deal with it? We're, we're always going to be a part of organizations, companies, entities, groups, where we don't agree with 100% of the things that are happening. Right. So that was what she was going through. She didn't agree with all of that was going down. But it doesn't mean anything is wrong or bad about the people leading that entity. It just means I'm a part of that right now and I'm going to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. Yeah. And you, you talked about at, earlier the, the kind of worst case scenario if your kid doesn't get enough playtime is you waste your money on, on putting them into this activity. Yeah. Right? Well, what if we take the the challenge that they're facing and waste the challenge? Yeah. Like that's even worse, I yeah. would say, uh, yeah. than wasting the money. Because yeah. if, if we face adversity and grow through it, mm-hmm. then – it was worth it. Yeah. And, and it also leads to the building character. For Cambria, she recognized like, oh, I really like to compete and I want to mm-hmm. play a lot. So she is continuing to develop her skill in being a volleyball player because her hope is next year when she's a freshman that she can make the varsity high school volleyball team because she 
would see the high school team practicing and, and playing in games whenever her, the junior high team would practice and playing games. Mm-hmm. And there were literally times because I'm, you know, I'm she doesn't drive, so I would drop her off at practice and sit in the stands and watch. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not going to drive home and then come right. back just to pick her up. Yeah. Um, and I'm literally watching her sometimes on water breaks, like not even engaging with her team, but she's just in awe with like her mouth wide open watching the varsity girls compete and like slam the ball and hit the ball and do all the things. And she was loving it. And she recognized, like, okay, I want to do that. So now she knows what she has to do in the off season if that's what she wants to do. Yeah. So it's it's created for her an opportunity to to build some of those disciplines to work hard and practice and do that mm-hmm. to achieve that. But then also helped her understand like, okay, through this adversity, I was able to determine what I want and what I don't want, you know? Right. And, and that's great. Yeah. Some of the character building that happens in these extracurricular activities is that kids get to try new things. Yeah. See what they like, see what they don't like yeah. in the world. Yep. You know, they can, they can try basketball, try soccer and determine, you know, which one do I like better and why and, and that's an important life skill because that's kind of how we, we pick jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, And, and I, I think that's important to note because, okay, what's the action step for facing adversity? I think the big one for us as parents is to not, not step in. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what's the action step for, for building character? I, I think the important thing for us is to, to make sure our kids do engage in some of these extracurricular activities. Yeah. And for, for me and my wife, we have a rule in our house where all of our kids must play at least two sports a year. Mm-hmm. And um, volleyball was easy for Cambria to choose because she enjoyed that and she liked it. But she was not pumped about picking another one because all she wanted to do was volleyball. Mm-hmm. And she was not happy with us and she was upset and she was frustrated. Uh, but we gave her the list of sports to choose from and she chose basketball. One, because she was tall, but two, mostly because she didn't want to run. And the <laughs> other option was soccer and she didn't want to run with soccer. Yeah. Well, now we're at the end of her uh basketball season and she's ended up becoming a better basketball player than she is a volleyball player (laughs) and she's an eighth grader that that made the jv high school team started the season knowing nothing about the sport never really ever played and now she's a starter and the team relies on her to be the person who gets the rebounds and and makes all the defensive stops and all the things and she loves it and the character that she's been able to develop by trying something new that she didn't really want to do Mm mm-hmm not being good at it, but still showing up every day and now becoming the player that she is now, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and that type of character building has also helped her develop better relationships with people on the team. And now she's organizing like a sleepover for all the girls to come over and stay the night at the house before their next tournament and all the things. And like, she's just so pumped and excited about it. But it never would have happened if we didn't say or have lines in the sand or rules, we will do extracurricular activities and we will do at least this many. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of ironic. The The first tip here for us as parents is to let go, Yeah, not be too involved. And the second tip is almost be involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's to make sure that, that we do hold our kids to that standard. Well, it's right? like we, we don't want you as a parent to be involved in their ex- extracurricular activity too much. Right. Um, but we do want to make sure you ma- you have your kids get involved. Right. Um, and that's also a part of the, the third one was self-discipline. Um, we're running around like crazy. I got my youngest daughter, Ellen, basketball, my middle son, Parker. He's in flag football, and then he just had basketball tryouts, and Cambria's ending her basketball season, and like – we're all over the place. And to be Mm -hmm. honest, it sucks running all over. Um, Totally worth it for all these things that we're talking about. But 
again, we say two sports a year minimum, mm-hmm. and we require an off season. Mm-hmm. So it takes self discipline <laughs> to require that off season, yeah. right? But it also, when you have an off season, which is the summer for us, it kind of gives you a reprieve, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't run and ruin your household for the entire year. Yeah, yeah, and building in that that rhythm can help with a lot of the other things we talk about. Yeah, having a rhythm to your year, having rhythms to your time off, um, and and it is important because when our calendars get full, we can start to dread these things instead yeah. of utilize them, and then we're gonna we're gonna waste them again. Yeah. You know? And and you as a parent, it's hard to to not have them involved in the off season, and you could have them going and doing developmental things all the time because then they're going to get better, and when the next season starts, they'll be even better, and that's kind of the the temptation we have. Mm. Uh, but then what happens is then they don't get involved in things that are super important during the off season, like summer camps at church mm-hmm. and serving at church and all those other things that my daughter really loves, right? She's super excited about the potential mission trip she's going to go on, summer camp, helping at a younger age summer camp. She would not be able to do that if she was also doing you know, club sports or whatever in the summer. Is she going to lose out on some developmental stuff? Yes. Is she going to miss out on the opportunity of uh, potentially developing her skills to maybe get a Division One scholarship? Yes. But I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not what the goal is of parenting. Right. Um, and her continued character development and self-discipline and just enjoyment in life she's going to get in, even in the off-season. And it's going to be nice not to have to like drive her around everywhere. <laughs> so. Yeah. So just to throw a wrench in the gears then here towards the end, w- what do I do if my kid has started a season and if, if Olive starts a season of soccer and decides she hates soccer? Yes. Yes. How much should I press, you know? Yep. Um, before seasons start, we communicate to our kids clearly that bot must stick to their commitments. Mm. So if you're going to choose basketball cam, I know you don't want to do it. And I know I'm forcing you to pick a sport, not basketball. I just forced her to pick any sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she chose basketball. Um, you're going to stick with this all the way through the end. And of her life? <laughs> of the season. Ah, uh, of this that's season. an important distinction we yes. have to make for the kids. Yep. Sometimes they're like... I can't do this forever. Yeah, and I can. I, I even show up in the calendar. Look, this is when tryouts are. This is when the uh, end of the season is. Mm-hmm. So for this period of time, you're you're going to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And when there's practices, we show up. And yeah. if there's games and practices, we aren't going to schedule things by having events. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we went on a the Dude Perfect cruise, and we had to like very intentionally schedule our flights to and from to limit the amount of time that our kids miss with sports, because to me, it's important that we stick to our commitments. We show right. up to every practice. We show up to every game. Um, Cause that, that is that self-discipline I'm looking to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, even when my kids are maybe a little bit under the weather or, or maybe got a, a bump or a bruise or an injury. No, we don't sit around the house. We still show up to practice and we give our best in practice. And if it, we're still too hurt, or we're unable to do it. Then we sit on the bench and we cheer our teams on in the practice. You know, mm. it, that self-discipline of, of, I don't care if you hate it. You decided to make a commitment to be a part of the team, and you don't leave your commitments. Yeah, uh, you stick through to to the end. Um, and the good news is, with with these sports, there's there is always an end in sight with the season. Yeah, I think that's an important thing because you mentioned that there's an, the increasing trend of seasons not ending. Yeah, <laughs> of yeah. year round sports. Yeah, and so maybe for us as parents to steward well, it's important to pick clubs or teams or or leagues mm-hmm. that do have those seasons and we um, don't we don't want our kids to it's it's more than just the seasons but like this is a trend in in life for people 
people often quit or give up on other people. Yeah. The number of times that that people change jobs now is higher than ever before. Mm -hmm. Divorce rates are crazy high. Um, People just giving up on their own children and and being parents. Like, that's not who we want our kids to be. We don't want our kids to give up on their kids. We don't want our kids to give up on their spouse. We don't want our kids to give up on their faith in Christ. We don't want our kids to, to, to give up on anything. They make a commitment to something. We want them to, to stick to it. And these extracurricular activities are a way to help them stick through something, mm-hmm. especially when it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's teaching us, teaching our kids how to face that adversity and see it through to the end in a safe environment, like you said, Yeah, where the stakes are pretty low. Yeah. But that's practice yeah. for life. Yeah. Yeah, and to them, it doesn't seem low. Like in the middle of the season, like, you know, my daughter's shedding tears in volleyball because she's not mm-hmm. playing as much as she wants and she's putting in the work, right? Because her life is smaller than mine. So so things feel more magnified. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us as parents, it's I think it's we can use some of the wisdom and experience we have to, 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 to step away from that and help them see the bigger picture. Um, and it was hard for my daughter to hear it, but I had to, I did tell her, I'm like, look, I'm glad you're going through this. I'm glad you're you're not playing as much as you want. Sure, I want you to play. I hate showing up to your games and not seeing you play as much. I hate not seeing you get to do the thing that you've practiced to do. But I'm glad you're going through this adversity because it's 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 changing you. Yeah, we want to raise good adults. We do. We don't want to raise good kids. We want to raise good yeah. adults. And getting our kids involved in extracurricular activities is a great idea. Now, with my four-year-old, I don't think I'm going to go make her sign up for two sports this year. Yes, but, we didn't start that till junior high. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, but I am going to start considering what kinds of things are out there in the next year or two. What can we have Olive try out to see what she likes? Mm-hmm. Because right now she's interested in everything and nothing because she's four. She's yeah. like, everything's a blast. Yeah. And so trying those different activities can help her really develop direction and develop some character. And as we were talking about before, she doesn't like hearing no from yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So maybe extracurricular curricular activities can help her learn how to hear no a little better uh, and not just from me. <laughs> and now for you and Heather trying to be a good steward of a witch extracurricular activity to sign her up for, you have a framework to say, well, will she face adversity? Mm-hmm. Will she have the opportunity to build character? Meaning is there an organization or coach who will focus on that? Mm-hmm. And will she be able to have self-discipline through this or to develop self-discipline through it? If the answer is yes to all three of those, man, it might be a great opportunity for, for her to get involved in something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, our hope with this episode is just to help you to be a good steward of this area of your life. Um, I didn't know that we had started a parenting podcast, but if you look back at I know, there's <laughs> been so many our last several episodes, there's a lot of stuff about parenting, but that's because it's such an important thing that we steward our, our kids' lives. And so this is another way to do that. Well, the truth is, you know, I mean, we create this, this podcast for our clients and um, our clients choose to work with us because we are... Their advisors that that manage so many different areas of their finances, their home loans, their insurance, their real estate, their investments. And we're doing that for them so they can focus on what's most important. Mm-hmm. And for our clients, one of the things that is absolutely important is, is their kids. Yeah. Um, so it's an honor for us to be able to share with you areas where we've won and lost as parents uh, so that you can focus most on that. And then you don't have to worry about the finance stuff because, you know, we, we're handling that for you. Yeah. So I think that's the end. So hopefully this helps. And uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Mm